Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pot on You Loons. This is Justin. Hey, Pot on You Loons, it's Sam. And we fired James. <laughs> uh he's uh he's looking for he's looking, he's in Finland right now, right? He's looking for yeah. blood and but they're not there. They're not there. They're not there. You do know if they were there. I mean, he's probably the one of the three of us. Like, I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to stereotype James, but he would be the one of the three of us to have like the least boundaries with like a celebrity, right? Yeah, least least Fs given about yep. uh of about <laughs> taking up their time. Yep. Yeah, Sam and I would be like, no, no, don't no. We'd be like in the corner being like, hey, that's the guy. And we wouldn't say anything, and, and James would just go up to him and say, Oi, I'm James. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, mate. Good night, mate. Absolutely. That would 100% be that be him. He would probably try to like figure out where their spots were and like when they tend to go to those spots and watch from a distance and then look for a time to like spring in, spark a conversation. That would 100% like be some, James. Some stalker behavior that you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> James. He's probably listening no, they're, right they're now. Their living patterns, their comings and goings. Uh, He'd go through their trash. Go through their trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Sorry, James. No, I know James wouldn't do that. But yeah, I'm supposed to have a one worder instead of James's five worder. Yeah, Boy. this is this is the the Ron Burgundy, right? I want to see if he'll just say stuff that I put on the the notes. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Oi! Yeah, that's my order. Did you watch the Super Bowl? What'd you think? I had fun. Yeah, I, yeah. I had fun. We ordered we ordered a pizza and some wings, and Emma was over. Shout out Emma. Nice. She tends to listen. Was and it a were, were were was it a house full of uh, Taylor Swift fans, or who 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 were you all rooting for? I think I've said this on the podcast during times where it's like an mls cup final between two teams that we don't really care about i tend to cheer for the teams that are from the middle of the country and tend to cheer against the teams from the coast because the teams on the coast like the fan bases on the coast they have enough they get the glitziest places to live they get to look at the ocean they get the celebrities <laughs> they, they get sunshine year-round yeah <laughs> yeah maybe i mean maybe coast, not like in seattle but Right, like the coast, right? I mean, whatever. They got enough. They don't also need their Super Bowls. We need, well, not Minnesota, but in general, the Midwest needs Super Bowls, right? We need things to be excited about. You know, San Francisco, they already got the big bridge. Like, they don't need a Super Bowl to go with it. They already get Alcatraz, Chinatown, right? Like, they get Alcatraz. <laughs> Alcatraz is cool. Who are you cheering for? So as as people on the pod have heard before, uh, I lived in Hawaii for some time. And and that was kind of like it was during my middle school years. And that was when I developed my fandom of football. And they don't have a pro football team, obviously. So their markets for sports teams were generally California teams. So I watched a lot of bad 49ers football in the early 2000s jeff garcia so much jeff garcia it was it was incredible so 
I've spent a lot of time watching terrible 49ers and, and talking about the great times that I never watched. Because, I mean, I, I'd say Steve Young was before our time at this point, right? Like, were you watching? Were you? I don't. I mean, like I remember him. Right. He was still playing like when Brett Favre kind of got going. Right. Like, I remember some yeah. big games between Steve Young and Brett Favre. But yeah, you're right. Like, definitely yeah, the, those the Super 49ers Bowls were being, before our time. Yeah. The 49ers being this like, also, I mean, we knew Jerry Rice. Like Jerry Rice is an, an all-time great and all that stuff, right? But, but they were like the '80s and early '90s team. So, yeah, I, I was I was hoping to see them win. Uh, I like the way they play the game. Christian McCaffrey's a good player, but you can't deny the greatness of Kansas City, though. Uh, yeah. They just, I mean, this is the third Super Bowl where they've been down. They've come from behind to win, right? I think I saw that statistic so good for them yeah. they got that they them. got that clutch gene that some people just don't have yeah and again like i'm i'm super happy that the newest dynasty is in the midwest and not in boston like boston they already have their tea party and their harbor and <laughs> you know the kennedy family like they don't they got their also cream need donut. <laughs> right exactly like Kansas City deserves nice things, and I'm glad that they have a nice thing. And yeah. you know Eat that's why that's why Minnesota Bowl. deserves like a just powerhouse MLS team. That would be dope. That would be dope. We don't want Kansas City to have good MLS though. That's that's where we draw the line. I don't want Kansas City to have good MLS at our expense, but I would I would hope because they're not really a rival. Nicest rivalry in sports, whatever. That's not yeah, really a rival. Up. <laughs> like obviously obviously i i want minnesota to beat kansas city every single time so you know don't go on reddit and say that i said anything other than that but if kansas city's playing lafc or new england revolution or nycfc obviously i would cheer for sporting kansas city right i mean lafc is a nice up-and-coming team though you know it's yeah nice it's like a ton upstairs. of money you know what their 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 unknown goalkeeper, right? Hugo Hugo Yoris. Have you ever heard of that guy? I've never heard of him before. I've never never heard of him. Are you sure you're not talking about Hugo Weaving? He was in the Beaver Vendetta, <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings. Oh man, we need James to to keep us on track, Sam. I mean, tip you, you're the show dad. You're daddy. That's true. All right. Dad, Whatever. oh, you're dad. I'm daddy, right? Yeah, you're daddy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we can we can get so, through some news. So I I see you want to bring our award winning segment, the Big CF, back, our Big Club I'm, Day football. Listen, I, I want to bring it back. I, I I'm not. I don't want to bring it back. You know, this league continues to find reasons for us to bring it back. Yes. Right. It is kind of fun. Being in the MLS where we're kind of going by just world football, you know, by world football procedures, but also by, you know, procedures that are very unique to American sports. And so here is a story reported by Tom Bogart. It's on his Twitter. So there's a guy named Duncan McGuire. All right. So Blackburn's appeal to register Duncan McGuire, despite the paperwork error was denied. The MLS part of this is that 
he was supposed to go to Orlando, but then another team heard that there was a paperwork error and put in for his rights. That's what this tweet is that I put in the notes. So Tom Bogert saying that like, yeah, in, in like the, this like gray area where he was in limbo, a team just tried to, to grab his rights. <laughs> they applied for his rights. Got to get that gam one way or another, Sam. Right. This, this is what's unique about the MLS that is different from other leagues is that teams can own the rights to these players from around the world. And then MLS teams that actually have claim to the player and are actually like making deals with other clubs around the world to bring in a player, they then have to buy the MLS rights from the team that just took the rights, right? That was so why we once upon a time yeah. got like $50,000 in Gam Tam for Caden Clark because he just happened to play for the Minnesota Thunder once upon a time. And as a result, we had his rights. And you know what? It's great. It doesn't make any sense. It's hard to rationalize, but it's fun as an MLS fan. It's fun to sort of think about. And I don't know, right? It, it does. You're right. It does belong in the big CF. So I looked it up. It, it, I, I, I want to put a disclaimer. Sorry, MLS. Uh, the big CF part is you being shady and trying to like swoop in and take this dude or at least like take ownership of his rights to get some moolah. Here's what happened, Sam. It was on Blackburn. So this is Blackburn's fault. They so there's like an online element to doing these transfers or whatever. They hit save, but not submit on the mm. application for transfer. What? <laughs> no, no, I, I promise I, mean, I sent it in, guys. I sent it in for sure. And it's just sitting on the computer screen, just waiting. We all probably did something like that in college, like yeah. once, and then never did it again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And in other news, uh, we lost our goalkeeper co goalkeeping coach, Stuart Kerr, left the club. All right. Very cool. Uh, so now basically the entire assistant coaching staff under Adrian Heath has left. Yeah. Goodbye, Stuart Kerr. Thank you. I mean, thank you for developing Dane St. Clair. Yeah, thanks, buddy. We appreciate that. Best so of are, luck. Are, are the guys just showing up every day now and like just kind of doing scrimmaging or is there any sort of coaching happening do we know about this i mean there it is makes... the coaching staff at this point right like we have people yeah. that are instructing them yeah i guess it does make sense like sean mccauley right it made sense do you want to be the interim coach of minnesota united or do you want to be the actual coach of indy 11 indy 11 a smaller club smaller league but still a big deal so that that makes sense I'm sure Stuart Kerr, again, offered probably a more stable job at this point when we're recording on Monday afternoon. We don't know what that more stable job is, but it makes sense. You don't want to be, you know, sort of just the last one here waiting for your own dismissal because whoever the new coach is, you know, chances are they have their own people that they're going to want to bring in. So it makes sense. But I think right as a Minnesota United fan, we are sitting here this off season. I think we're kind of feeling like, okay, we wish we had more clarity as far as 
what is this team going to be going forward? And basically, it just seems like it's the same team we had last year, uh, just with a different coach. <laughs> you know, instead of Adrian Heath, we have the guy that was doing the doubloons is now coaching us. And and that could be a really good thing. We we talked last week, right? Robin Lud coming back. Awesome. Another year of Bongi. Awesome. A full season of Emmanuel Reynoso. Awesome. A full season of Pookie. Awesome. Maybe saying Bin takes the next step. Awesome. Like there are some things to be excited about. And since everyone does more or less make the playoffs, except for the bottom, bottom teams, which we were one of the bottom, bottom teams last year, there are reasons to think that this could be an entertaining Minnesota United season. I don't think we should be doom and gloom yet. I think we should give it a chance. But I really expected a little bit more clarity going into the season. And this is just another example of, you know, there, there's no clarity. Like, are we, are we heading towards a lost season? I think that that's fine as long as there is a plan for the following season to then, you know, not be a lost season. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? I just want to see what happens. We'll just see what happens. I'm excited for all the same things you said. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's just such a weird feeling, right? To like, I don't know what the equivalent of this would be. I guess like starting the school year without a, like you didn't have a staff teacher in a position, but I don't know. Which so I've, just... I've been through that before. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry not to bring myself into this, but yeah, you're you're right. You're right. Doomsday Jeremy and I did start a school year at the school that you worked at with us. Um, we started off the school year. This was my third year at the school. Most of the teachers, besides like Jeremy and I, quit. And so we're just like at sort of the welcome week for teachers. And we're like, where is everybody? And then just gradually new people would be hired and they would walk in to be introduced to the rest of the staff. And they're like, oh, where is everybody? And we're like, we are everybody. Hey. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. It was it was an awkward situation. That would be a good comparison. It feels kind of like that. You're right. But and, and you make it you make it work right. I'm guessing like that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be a diluted product, right? Because you don't have you don't have an expert, I guess. Not to say that the guy that's coaching the team isn't an expert, right? Like he but he's not this he's not preparing every day with the thought process that he is the guy that's going to make us a future champion right he is just he's the substitute teacher until the new guy starts yeah that's and he's making up his own sub plans probably right he's just he's just show is he showing is he showing bill nye what do you think he's doing hey so what that i showed a Silent lot of ball? bill nye back in the day Silent ball. <laughs> oh gosh. There's like probably like five teachers listening that laughed at that. <laughs> and then everyone else is silent ball. What are these guys talking about? Move on to Coachella. Oh man. You watched any of the preseason at Coachella? I haven't. I uh I forgot that they were in Coachella until I saw a post about them being in Coachella. Uh and they beat Phoenix Rising 2-1, so good for them. I didn't realize that Minnesota United must finally have started listening to our preseason episodes where we complain about these things not being on TV because now you can watch them on TV. So, right, the the last one, I think it was Saturday. Saturday is during the day, kind of busy for me with the kids, but I was following it a little bit on Twitter. Yeah, 
Phoenix Rising 2-1. That was a comeback victory, so that's good. Phoenix Rising was up 1-0. So. I heard that Marquez played against us. Yes. That was that was something. I wonder, did he have a turnover at the end that gave up the goal that we won with? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that is I'm, interesting I'm because... To that, that, that's Vancouver, right? That was his one time he played for us. He got the that that's where he he was picked the ball at the beginning of the play, right? And he did like a skill move and they took the ball from him and scored, and then we lost, right? Or was that a was that a loss or was that a draw? Oh man, Do you remember I'm in this? I'm in preseason form right now. Like that was like I, the biggest that was the it was it was early on in the season, yeah. and it was the most it was like, what the hell is going on? I think I kind of vaguely remember that, but that is you part probably of blocked that. it out. <laughs> Last season was a roller coaster season. It had some highs, man, and it had some lows. <laughs> right, like early in the season, we beat St. Louis FC. Remember how big that was? Remember how high Dude. we were feeling? We didn't even have Emmanuel Reynoso yet, and then we we thought we were unstoppable, and then we started losing to really bad teams, and then we started winning again, and Ray looked like Ray. And we're we're feeling good again, and League's Cup happened, and that was awesome. We'll talk about the League's Cup in a little bit. And then after the League's Cup, we just plummeted. Like, last season was crazy. So, no, I, I don't totally remember this random game that you're referring to against Vancouver, but it's kind of bringing us the memory. It was the late whistle game. Maybe that's the better way of remembering it, right? Where yeah. like, all the players were like, why haven't they blown the whistle yet? Yeah. And kind of the impetus of them getting the ball was Marquez like doing yeah. a skill move because he thought they were going to blow the whistle and, and they didn't. Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> that now now you're ringing a bell. Yeah. Now you're ringing the bell. Uh the the one line joke has now become 5 minutes, so I'm sorry everybody. <laughs> but that's what happens. That's what happens. We're in preseason form still. I'm in preseason yeah. form, you're in preseason form. How now brown cow? James is in Finland like the the human torch was denied a bank loan. Do, are you familiar with that? I'm not. I'm, I don't know what you're doing. That's the it's it's uh, Anchorman Ron Burgundy. It's his oh, whole, yeah, yeah, like yeah. his vocal okay. exercises. So good. Yep. We got it. We're that was me saying we're doing our vocal exercises right. We're getting yes. ourselves back into this state. Yeah. And Sam, you usually I'm the deep dive guy, right? Like I'm I'm finding all the stats, finding out the weird stuff. Uh, Sam blew up the group chat because I think Sam, he, he got reinvigorated to, to do some research <laughs> and I, he's also like, uh, like me, we're excited for these, these cups and stuff that are coming up. I like cups. I noticed I'm not an NBA guy, but I noticed even the NBA has like a in-season tournament cup thing, right? It was a hit. It was a big yeah. hit too. Cups are fun. And I got in a little bit of a hizzy last December because, right, we have we have various cups, right? We have the US Open Cup, which we've had for a while, and we now have the League's Cup, right? Those are our two kind of main cups. You know, eventually we'll qualify for CONCACAF Champions League that's now called CONCACAF Champions Cup, but we haven't gotten to experience that yet. But we have US Open Cup and we have League's Cup. And, you know, my my favorite part, my favorite part about cups is that you get to play teams that you don't normally play and that's why i got in a hizzy when we were hearing about 
when we were hearing about the U.S. Open Cup. But first, let's talk about the League's Cup because we now know which teams we get to play. We, we know what group we're in. So, of course, we know that we get to play Seattle. Hopefully, they have to come to Allianz because we don't always do great at Seattle, though new era, maybe new luck. We'll see. But Seattle is in our group. As, and the Mexican team in our group is here. I, I was just. Necaxa. Necaxa. Necaxa is how you say their name. N-E-C-A-X-A. Necaxa. I don't watch a lot of Liga MX, but just kind of looking at them. Last season looked relatively mediocre in Liga MX, not near the top or towards the bottom in the table looking at like their transfer marked values, not super high as far as Liga MX goes. But anyway, the reason I'm excited about this League's Cup is it was a lot of fun last year. And again, right, it was especially fun watching us play some Mexican teams. I was at that Toluca game, and that was the most fun I've ever had at Allianz Field. It was so much fun. Did You liked it last year, right? Well, it just, you get the, you get the atmosphere, right? You get the you get the different cultures you know it, it allows us to open our doors to the existing exciting culture that that's been there right in this mexican league like there's they have history that we don't have right yeah. they're singing songs they're they're excited you know as you said too right people with jerseys that their teams aren't even there they just want to be a part of it that's super cool and that that definitely helps make it a cooler product it makes it more exciting for everyone fans and players i'm sure yeah i thought like and i i mean no disrespect to our own fan base but the toluca fans that were in uh presence for the game at Allianz field i thought they showed our fans a thing or two about how you are supposed to be loud you know even if you're not in the wonder wall and again i i mean no disrespect right we have been in the MLS since 2017, I forget exactly what year we officially started in the NASL. Um, yes, we have we have roots, but right, it used to be a very very niche crowd following this team. Now, right, since the MLS uh, since the MLS uh, expansion took place, you know, we've developed more of a mainstream following within the state of Minnesota. You know, we're we're still learning. Like, what what does it mean to be you know an educated you know, engaged fan at a soccer game. I think those Toluca fans had a, a nice little influence on the Minnesota United fans. And that was a big part of why it was just such a loud, emotionally engaging game. I mean, it helped that it was a good game in itself, but a, a big part of it is that was for sure the loudest Allianz field crowd I have been a part of was that Toluca, Toluca game. It was great. It was great. And, you know, the League's Cup, I thought was a lot of fun. I will admit I did lose a little bit of an interest after we got knocked out, but that was probably more just me being bitter. But yeah, this tournament's going to run from late Same. July to late August. Top three teams get to go to the CONCACAF Champions League, the 2025 CONCACAF Champions League. And I think being one of those top three teams would be awesome. Now, it's not called the CONCACAF Champions League anymore. I got I to gotta correct myself on this. I don't realize totally when they changed the name to the CONCACAF Champions Cup. But, but let me kind of go over there. There are some slightly different qualifications for who makes the CONCACAF Champions Cup. All right. I, I have a feeling that this format change has to do with the name change. So they're, they're taking six Liga MX clubs. 
They're taking five MLS clubs, two Canadian Premier League clubs, which I think is a little weird because, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't get the impression that the Canadian Premier League is that good considering they're the three best Canadian teams aren't even in that league, but yeah, like what whatever. would they what would be their equivalents? Like would they be like USL? Like yeah. Like maybe even USL League One. I guess it'll be interesting to see how they do if they just get stomped in this or not, you know? Yeah. Cause maybe maybe the top clubs are good. Maybe they just want to stay home and good old Canada A and just play for the Canadian team. Yeah. Now, besides the five MLS clubs that get in, you get the U.S. Open Cup champ, which is usually an MLS club. It really has been almost exclusively since the MLS was formed, besides the Rochester Rhinos in like the late 90s, early 2000s, something like that. So U.S. Open Cup champ, probably also an MLS club. The Canadian Championship champ, probably also going to be one of the three MLS teams from Canada. You get the top three clubs from the League's Cup, so you could have as many as three MLS teams, though Liga MX might have some representation there. Six Central American clubs, three Caribbean clubs. So, like, this year, right, like, we take five MLS clubs from the MLS, but, like, this year we have 10 MLS clubs that are competing in the 2024 CONCACAF Champions Cup. So, 10 out of 27. So, 37% of the CONCACAF Champions Cup from the MLS. So go MLS. pretty cool. Yeah. Go go MLS. Like Minnesota United should eventually get into this, right? We should eventually get into this. <laughs> so I looked it up, Sam. The Canadian Premier League has eight teams, only eight teams. And some of them, some of them have stadiums that are as big as what the Aurora plan. So they got like five thousand. 5,000 person stadium. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting that they get two, two spots. Yeah. And I, I get wanting to include Canada, but like Canada is automatically included with, I think automatically an MLS club from Canada gets in and then the Canadian champions cup or not the Canadian champions club, their version of the U S open cup, whatever they call it. The Canadian championship champ. They need a better what? name for that. Canadian, the Canadian Championship Champ. Yeah, that's that's what we're calling it. <laughs> the Tim Hortons the, Canadian the, Championship the Champ. Cup. It's just a cup of cup of French fries and gravy. Uh, yeah. So and anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. The idea that we have some avenues into the Concacaf Champions League, obviously do well in the CONCACAF Champions League. You can move on to the Club World Cup. That would be sweet. There's even like a, there's now going to be like two versions of the Club World Cup. I love this. This, right, this is what ties everything together. That by theory, by theory, Minneapolis City or Duluth FC could face off against Real Madrid. And this is what gets me to my December hizzy that we never got to talk about is that the MLS tried to back out of the U.S. Open Cup. Now, Justin... Just, just like, just super, like, in the middle of the night, too, right? Like, they were just like, oh, uh, yeah, our... We're just going to have our next teams playing this now. Like, yeah. straight up. Like, that, that, they just were like, hey, uh, yeah, we're just going to do this. So, 
Yeah. So in December, the MLS said, yeah, um, the MLS next pro teams are going to play in uh, stead of the actual clubs. So we're not we're not going to send the first team. We're going to send, you know, this MLS next pro team. And that ticked me off. That ticked me off because it was 100% for financial reasons. MLS does not control the U.S. Open Cup. U.S. Open Cup does not have the Apple TV deal, right? The games stream on ESPN Plus, and I think you can stream them on the U.S. Soccer website, right? U.S. Open Cup controlled by U.S. Soccer. We were at the Union Omaha game. It didn't draw a huge crowd. I don't know if it was marketed to draw a huge crowd. Um, I feel like we could have made a bigger deal about it than it was. But I like the U.S. Open Cup because, again, by theory, right, if a team like Union Omaha shocks the world, wins the U.S. Open Cup, even though that's highly unlikely, they then qualify for the CONCACAF Champions League where they could, again, shock the world and win the CONCACAF Champions Cup and find themselves playing in the Club World Cup where they could be just like one win away from being able to play like a Real Madrid or Manchester City or something like that. Just that by theory, even if it's like a 0.00001% chance, you're the math teacher, you tell me what my chances are. Even if it's a one in a million chance that that would actually happen, it still is a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. That's what all that one in a million talk is all about. And you know what? That's like sport shouldn't just be about money. It shouldn't just be about what is profitable. It should be about like what is cool and what is fun and what is traditional and like what do the most hardcore fans appreciate? And most hardcore MLS fans. Yeah, we maybe don't want our team to prioritize the U.S. Open Cup, but we also don't want them to just dip out of it completely. Like, I don't mind if you play, like, in the U.S. Open Cup, we always played a backup goalkeeper. You know, Brent Coleman was always playing 90 minutes. We usually, like, would run out some players that don't get a lot of playing time. We'd usually bring up some guys that were often playing with MNUFC, too. Like, I don't care if you do that. But put out the actual team because we've had some fun times going to Detroit City and playing in that WPA stadium. That was really cool. Trash talking with their like D bag fans on Twitter. That was really fun. And Detroit City D bag fans, don't worry, massive respect. You got a cool club going, you know, just you talked a lot of S and then you lost. So there's that playing against forward Madison. That was sweet. Playing against New Mexico United that one year. That was sweet. Their fans came up. That was fun. You know, playing against Union Omaha, even though we lost, it was still cool. It was still cool that these little teams were playing against Minnesota United. Or the days that we would be away watching our star players play on these small little public pitches. It was cool, man. And like, if the top English teams do it, why can't the MLS teams do it? It was just dumb, man. It was just dumb. Sorry, I ranted way too long on that, Justin. No, it, it's it's okay, man. It's it's uh it's I just hope that they don't find a way to weasel out of it in the future. Um, but I'm really happy for now that they're forced to be in this because it's an it's an important part of the game and it's an important part of growing the game. 
Yeah. And I know that's been a big thing that these teams have talked about. It's like, how do you, this is your chance to get exposure for your club, right? Cause they try, I know. I mean, and that, isn't that like the most, the coolest thing about the English part of this is that they, they always, they don't always make sure that the smaller team gets home field, but for like for, for the majority of the rounds, right? It's the, in England, the smaller it's random. club. Is it? Yeah, it's I always random. feel like there's like there's there's big clubs going to small clubs all the time. So maybe, but that's just an occurrence, right? Yeah. But how cool is that? Like, how neat is it to see? I mean, it, they're obviously in the Premier League now, right? But they talked about like Luton Town, like they have a crazy stadium. Getting to see these cool pitches, like you said, right? Uh, Detroit, what a cool, what an amazing story behind their field and everything like that. Like we wouldn't have had that experience otherwise. They'd just right. be a team we knew about. That stadium was a WPA stadium. Like it was built during the depression, you know, as FDR, as part of FDR's new deal, uh, trying to give people jobs, doing things that enhance their communities, right? That was what the works progress administration was the WPA. And there aren't a ton of WPA stadium. Or, there aren't a ton of WPA facilities that are still standing. Uh, some are Detroit city plays in one of them. And that's cool as hell. That's cool as hell. So I'm like, okay, MLS, like if you're upset that this isn't getting more attention in the United States, like what are you doing to make people realize how cool this is? Like, what are you doing to make people realize how cool this is? Because what I just described is pretty cool. And then it, as it, the turn, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, it, I, I think... You know, I didn't have a tinfoil hat before this, Sam, but I think you you may have created it in me as we've been talking. Uh, what if, I mean, this could be a situation where the MLS is is has been purposefully trying to, to lessen this product for a while, right? Like, we go to those games, and it's, is half the stadium even open? No. No, not not until there's like collapse. one concession stand open. Yeah. You know, like, like it's like it's like they are trying to do as little as possible for this thing. Like yeah. that's the vibe you get. And and I guess like the way we, we might say, like, oh, well, that's just because you know they're not getting as many people in, but but come on, like they could just they could fill that stadium if they wanted to, right? Like they could they could give away tickets. Right. I'm not I'm not a business person. Right. I am not a business person, but I do know that they charge a ridiculous amount for a domestic beer at Allianz Field. Are you telling me that if you didn't just sell cheap tickets or even gave them away, that you couldn't get enough people in the door so that you could turn a profit selling your concessions for ridiculous prices? Right. Like, yeah. You know what? What do people do more of when they get into a stadium for free? They spend more of their money on $12 beers. Right. Because they can justify it. They're like, well, I didn't have to spend any money to get into the gate, so I might as well have a $12 Miller Lite. Might as well. Doesn't it? It kind of feels like, I know that obviously, like, it's easy for us to say in hindsight, right? But it just kind of feels, it feels like they don't want it to be successful so they can say, hey, it's not working for us, guys. Right. You know? And it can't be that they're worried about, right, sort of like player workload. Because then they wouldn't have started a new tournament with Liga yeah. MX. Let's just keep adding more cups, right? Let's right. Just... <laughs> like if it, if it was player workload, which is something you should be concerned over, then they wouldn't have added that. But they can they and Liga MX control the Leagues Cup, right? They they control it. It's it's part of their TV deal that they have with Apple. Like, and guess what? 
those stadiums are full. Even the games that aren't against Mexican teams, those stadiums are full. So, like, you're clearly marketing those games differently. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Kind of ridiculous. But the U.S. Open Cup this year, I mean, and here's another good thing about the U.S. Open Cup is you get to actually go to away games that are kind of close. You know, Minnesota United has played at Forward Madison before. That's a four-hour car ride. I make that car ride all the time. That's closer than any MLS opponent we have. This year in the U.S. Open Cup, I don't know if they'll make it far enough in order to draw Minnesota United, but Duluth FC qualified from the NPSL. Like, theoretically, yeah, you could cool. have you could have that derby, Minnesota United against Duluth FC. It's probably unlikely. Um, Duluth FC would have to make it to... Um, they would have to make it to the third round. So Duluth FC would have to win two games in order to make a hypothetical draw against Minnesota United. But that's not unheard of. Same with Des Moines Menace in USL League 2. Right? Like, you have these teams that could qualify that would provide, like, really easy away, away days for Minnesota United. Not to mention... Ford Madison, not to mention Milwaukee is getting a USL championship team eventually. Like, you know, these even Duluth or not even Duluth, even Detroit's not that far. That's a pretty quick plane ride and a pretty cheap plane ride. Like, give us away days. USL or sorry, um, US Open Cup gives us the away days. It just it doesn't make sense that the MLS doesn't see what they got here and make it into a bigger thing, other than, like you said, tinfoil hat. They don't want it to work out. And that's, you know, I'm not, I, I, I have you watched uh, For All Mankind, Sam? I know you have children, so the answer is probably no. Um, I've never even heard of it. So it's on, it's on Apple and it's super interesting. So it's, if you have your, your, your MLS subscription, you can go watch this. But they, so it's a revisionist history under the premise that Russia beat us to the moon. So we kept trying to advance our space program because of that. Okay, and you're asking me why I'm bringing this bringing this up to you. Um, where was I going with this? I, I forgot. Have you ever? Oh my god, I'm so old. Having those moments where you're going to say something, you had I had something profound, and then I just kept talking and I lost it. So are you, you implying like that because the United States didn't win the space race? that they were more driven to keep doing more and more and more. Yes. And just became more and more advanced. Yes. So you're implying that if the MLS. Oh yeah. I, I maybe it's just like, I just focusing on stuff, right? Like focusing on the money. No, that's what it was. You're, Oh, we got, we got back to it. We got my head back to it. Yep. So one of the plot lines in a season, I'm not trying to spoil it for everybody. You should watch it. It's a great show. But they find this meteor and they want to mine it. But in, they, instead of it being, it's cheaper for them to just have it orbit around Mars and mine it in Mars, right? But the people at, in Earth, they want it at Earth so they can say, we brought this here and we, we are the ones that did this, right? They are so focused on the power of the moment that they are not thinking about the future. And I I don't know. I, I guess like I, I'm yeah. just realizing that that happens more than we realize. That everyone is so concerned about right now 
making money right now that we we our tunnel vision blurs us from from things being successful long term because they're not being good right now you know yeah it's this result results driven society right like there's all sorts of different ways we could talk about it but it's it's like you want something good you need to build it right right you're th you're thinking of mls is too caught up with thinking short term when long term more people could realize what a special thing the US Cup, US Open Cup can be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how you grow the game, right? You find you get the because because you go to these games, especially like you know, Ford Madison or these other teams, like people aren't going there because they want to see this, like no offense to those teams, right? But they're there for an experience for for an atmosphere, right? Yeah. And like you, but then you want, here's what, here's what the great thing is, right? We want the people to see that there's atmosphere and there can be high quality play. Like all that stuff needs to come together, right? Like, and, and the way we do that is by building it, right? We want these kids at the games. We want them to see, we want them to see their local team play against the big squad. I mean, I assume that that's probably why England grew to be the way it is now, right? Like the association football just blew up. I don't know if it's everything to do with the the tables or their their FA Cup or whatever, but it feels like that has to be a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, football in England's just very accessible, you know, and that that brings up another thing that MLS clubs could do with these empty seats at U.S. Open Cup games is there are a lot of kids playing soccer that probably don't go to the stadium that often because it's not cheap to take your kids to the stadium. Well, if you have all these empty seats. Like you'll lose money on it in the short term, but in the long term, you can get kids and families saying, we need to get back to Allianz. Oh yeah. Make it exciting for them. Right. Yeah. And, and on a Tuesday, cause those games are going to be, they're going to be midweek, you know, I get that the then you have might to be increase your staffing and whatnot, but like, I mean, it, I don't know. We're maybe talking too idealistic when in the end, right. As you, as you once pointed out to me, once I was getting too idealistic, you were like, Sam, capitalism going to capitalism. That's a Justin <laughs> that's quote, what right? That's it is, man. That's, that's a total truth. Justin quote. It's I get truth. that capitalism is going to capitalism, but I feel like sometimes, like, because I'm, I'm not anti-capitalism. I think capitalism is pretty good. I feel like capitalism can be in, you know, the interest of the community too. Like, what's in the best interest of the community Getting more people into the seats at Allianz Field could very much be in the best interest of this team who wants to have sold out stadiums and sell more merch and be able to sell enough jerseys before they go on clearance so that we can have a third jersey that we get to sell. <laughs> As we discussed last week. That would be so nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. Give us the be. Prince jersey. We want the Prince jersey. We want the Prince jersey. Exactly. Exactly. Well, um, we should sign off soon, but our next preseason games, do we know when all those are? I don't know, but but Sam, the season starts. We're we're recording this on Monday, February 12th. Um, the season starts in 12 days. Uh Yikes. that's crazy. Yikes. We don't have a coach. We don't <laughs> our team is uh kind of banged up, but at least you know, Emmanuel Reynoso is in the United States. We need to remember that that is that that is one of the biggest wins of the whole thing, is that our man is in in our country. 
Which one is our opening game? Is it the one at Austin? Yes. Yeah. So Saturday, February 24th, 7.30 p.m. I saw MLS or sorry, I saw Apple just withdrew like $100 from my account. So that must mean that my subscription officially renewed. <laughs> I don't know what else that would be. We do have two more preseason games. We have Chicago Wednesday, February 14th. That's at 4 p.m. So maybe get done with work. Uh, find that, turn it on, or turn it on at the end of the workday. And then Saturday, February 17th. So the Wednesday, February 14th, Valentine's Day game. Nice date for you and your loved one. That's against Chicago. And then Saturday, February 17th, that's at noon. That's against Charlotte. So if you have the itch, if you have the itch to watch a little Minnesota United preseason, see how these formations are. It, from what I've been hearing so far, it sounds like, we're either doing the 4-2-3-1 again or the 4-3-3. It doesn't sound like things have been too different from last year, but I've yet to see it in action myself, but we'll have to do that. Hopefully this weekend I can watch a little bit. I probably won't be watching, uh, <laughs> but I, I hope they have fun. I hope everyone enjoys themselves. Man, I know we said this before, but we are we have come a long way from getting up at 2 a.m. to watch the Korean Baseball League, Sam. Yes. It is. <laughs> yes. I can't I believe sports. that I did that with you, Justin. I love sports. <laughs> I, I can't but, I cannot believe that I once woke up that early to watch Korean baseball with you. Swole Daddy. We would have never known about Swole Daddy otherwise, right? That's <laughs> we'll always have Swole Daddy. I think we should adopt Swole Daddy as your nickname. I know we've been calling you <laughs> I gotta, Daddy. I gotta get on the I gotta get on the the who's the guy who's the 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 who's your your idol the person that you you have until you're 38 kamara oh, um, Al, oh kamara yep kai kamara kai kamara yeah yep. i gotta i gotta i gotta look like swole daddy by the time i'm 38 that's that's yep. <laughs> <laughs> but what's Pound nice accepted. about my idol kai kamara is that i assume he eventually will hit a wall and not you know, swole get, the, daddy, get the dad bod where swole daddy is just like a mascot in a suit so like <laughs> he's gonna always be swole kai kamara might eventually get the dad bod and that's when i get to catch up to him and get into kai kamara shape okay so you gotta <laughs> I, I mean googled, uh, i googled swole daddy yeah uh, i don't Big know who's in their marketing team, but they have a shirt that says Dino Dongs on it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get that shirt. <laughs> it's settled. You got to get that shirt. Oh my goodness. Sounds good. All right. We got to get out of here. All right. See you later, right. Swole Daddy. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, have a great pot on you loons. Have a great uh, February. Yeah. See you guys. See you guys soon. Your February that feels like April. See you soon.